Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, October the 11th in 2022 on When Our Eyes. Today we continue year C, proper week 24, which is the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the, one of the psalm passages, which comes to us this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And there's a couple this week, so why don't we go to Psalm 119, verses 97 through 104. So let me read that passage, throw out a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time. Psalm 119, verses 97 through 104. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have made, I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. This is the word of God for us. So this is obviously the big long psalm in the book of Psalms in the Psalter. Um, there's a section for every consonant in the Hebrew language. And so there's a lot of sections. And even as I was like mentioning the reference, I'm like, man, it's a long psalm, right? Uh, if you're reading a Bible reading plan. So back in the day, I used to read Psalms, like five Psalms a day uh, to get through the book of Psalms in one month. Like you could repeat it throughout the month if you read five a day. And I remember... When I would get to Psalm 116, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to be here a while because of how long this one psalm is. Uh, but there seems to be a theme in this long psalm, and that is one's admiration for the law of God, right? And I just love this part of it. It says, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long, all day long. And obviously that's hyperbole. Uh, anytime the Bible talks about like all day long or my whole being, it's just understood that um that is an aspirational goal and maybe that's not precisely what's going on but this made me think as i was reflecting on recording um what is something that i could talk about and with hardly without hardly any preparation and if i could um you know if i could just like someone says hey t- i just want to turn you loose on this topic like what could i without any preparation no time restraints can go all day long or as long as possible uh, what could i talk about right there's probably several things uh, just earlier today at the time of this recording uh, my father-in-law who is new to the fantasy football game uh, he's like hey what's up with projections like they never pan out and so i remember like just being able to sit down and like cobble out an email of five or six things to think about when doing a fantasy football lineup. Or maybe it's the game of hockey, right? It's my first year of coaching the kids. And so there's just a lot of stuff that's intuitive because I've played for so long, right? That just comes from a lifetime experience. This makes me think about 
with Donald Miller, who's a marketing guide, he says that the guide, which is who we are in like a marketing customer relationship, you want to be the guide and not so much an expert. Someone who like guides a customer, guides a person to the solution they're looking for. A guide needs to be both empathetic and competent, right? And I think that's what we look for when someone is talking about the word of God. Um, someone, it's not a know-it-all. Like there's something about when we perceive that someone's a know-it-all, like they're speaking from, I don't know, like they have like an air about them, like an arrogance about like knowing all this stuff about the Bible. Like we might glean something where they talk about, but we get this, the sense that like, if they spoke to a full room of people or an empty room of people, they would have the same response. Like, wow, I feel like that went really well <laughs> because they don't have really the audience in mind. Right. And so when I think about who it is, who can affirm and say these words, then I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders for I obey your precepts. Like one could read that and say, man, this person seems like they're kind of like smelling themselves, you know, as the kids or I don't know, maybe the, maybe the kids don't say these things anymore. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. So, but, but that actually like is an endearing thing to say. If there's like a heart of compassion that goes with it. I think that's what we look for in someone who teaches us anything, but in particular, who teaches religious truth is someone who is well-read, like they've discussed this stuff. Maybe they've gone to an institution that's admirable. So they've had professors who are like leaders in the guild, but who also like know the human experience. They know what's going on. So they're able to connect all that they've studied and read and meditate on with what I'm going through today. Right. I remember I was working with uh, someone who's who was an admin assistant to the senior pastor at a church I worked for. When she took the job, what she loved about her current church experience, she said this. She's like, I felt like when I came finally came to church, I didn't feel stupid during the sermons. What, what she meant was she was writing notes down and she knew that after listening to the sermon, she able to like go to be useful for her life like it have a weight in her real existence not just like data that i'm stacking in my like the compartment of my brain that's like religious content right but it's actually stuff that i can wear stuff that i could use to navigate everyday life and that's that's ultimately what the law of god is the law of god is not just something where now that we have this ruler and i can go out there and like principal strickland from back to the future and like call everybody else a slacker because they're not excelling as far as i am no but it's something where we say i can now navigate life more skillfully because of the things that i'm learning and i probably have learned them from someone who's on the same mission that i am which is to experience the depth of life not just to be able to like answer some trivia questions about religious understanding, right? It's actually something that's a landing in a lived experience. And this is what's going on in the Old Testament. We could say this in the New Testament as well. But the, but the common theme for wh why there is even teaching from the Old Testament to begin with is that there's two paths. There's life and there's death. And God's saying, I implore you to choose the path that leads to life. So when the psalmist says like, the reason I meditate all day long is not just so like when I walk into the synagogue, like everyone sees me in the VIP section. Like it's not it at all. It's like, no, like I've considered these things 
and I've gone down a path towards life. And because of that, like things are bouncing my way because of it. And so there, there's like this, this, uh, this loop, right? Like I've studied the precepts, I've put them to play in my life and it draws me to more study so I can live, continue to live within them. And it leads me to more meditation so that I can live them even further. So that is the study project for the believer. So I'm taking up a way of life, a teaching that leads to a way of life so that I experience the, the depth of all that I can experience as one who worships and beholds God. So that's the invitation that we have. And if we do so, then we might find ourselves down the road mimicking the confession of the psalmist here that we have found a way in the path towards life and our life is better because of it. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you've given us a law which gives us a way to walk, that you've not left us as orphans, but you train us to follow your voice. We do think that you speak to us in a, a myriad of ways, including through the scriptures and through the discussion of scriptures and the preaching and the teaching of the word. So we thank you for all the teachers in our life who have been competent uh, to know the wisdom of the text, but also the compassion to lead us and to guide us as shepherds and as friends and guides. And we thank you that uh, because of that, we've got a desire and a thirst to know your ways. So God, uh, where it takes much study and it's complicated and it's gray rather than black and white, we pray for your spirit to speak to us. Because ultimately our desire of God is not just to stack up and to own more religious knowledge, but it's to walk in the way of wisdom and to be a guide and a lamp for those who are searching for that way as well. So as we turn to the text and as we turn to life, God, we pray that you'd speak to us and we pray that we would fill a sense today and all the coming and going of today that we are being guided by you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.